So sometimes I come, I don't want to have a meeting early. I just come up so before meeting, I now wear my shoes properly. So when we're leaving, I had my slippers in my hand. As I got downstairs, one guy was walking past. So he stopped. Just hanging around, we were talking. So I thought he wanted to beg me for money. So I was looking at the guy. After when I looked in his direction, he did like this. <laughs> he pointed at my hands. So I looked like what? He pointed again. I said, the slippers? He said yes. And now, this slipper said, believe me, it's, it, it was given to me in the U.S. I'm not kidding. Went to my, uncle, my wife's uncle's place. He said, oh, what do I give you guys? He came with, and the guy likes giving gifts. He said, this is very nice, very comfortable. I give, and I've worn it since. I love it. The guy pointed at it. So I told him no. <laughs> I told the guy no. No. I said no. I said, I can give you money to go and buy your own. So I did my hand in my pocket and said, take money, go and buy your own. The guy said no. He pointed the slippers again. Then he removed the slippers he was wearing and showed me the hole. <laughs> my wife was with me. I looked at my wife and I said, this guy, this guy don't win. Then I handed on to the guy. He removed the two in his, on his feet, dropped into the gutter. What that one? Stood like this, looked at himself, smiled, and continued to walk. <laughs> I'm serious. You, you were there that time. All of, us, all of us were wondering, like, what is going on here? I offered him money. He said no. He, he pointed at it like this. This is how he did. In fact, he, he, no, what I'm telling you is exactly what happened. He looked at it. Is it like this? <laughs> the Lord is good. He said, am I not coveting my neighbor's good? Listen, let me tell you something about covetousness. That's what the Bible calls gleaning. Gleaning is that... I don't have my own farm. I don't have my own grain. This man has, God has commanded that he shouldn't chop everything. So like, uh, what's her name? Ruth. I go to when they are harvesting and I wait for my portion. That is it. You cannot, if you must break the law, break the simpler laws. You can't put yourself in debt because you want to wear expensive clothes. It's against the law of God. It's not right. Is not right. There's, there are certain kinds of things you're not allowed to t- take peace away from you. Even if I don't have a car, if you don't have peace, it means all the KK drivers and the bus drivers in town, they are your drivers. Oh, I enjoy that in Lagos. Your bus breaks down, I come down, enter the next one. Fuel is cars, what do you concern me? I just increase the amount I pay each time. Maintain the car first, you will know. CVMS, ask that man to give you, to explain to you. To buy a car is the simplest of your problems. Keep it, keep it, keep, keep it on the road. That is where you know you are blessed. To keep it running. The Lord is good. <laughs> where were we, Apostle? How are we talking about this talk now? Yeah, that God should give us what? Wisdom and understanding rather than money. All right. Good. 137. Righteous are you, O Lord. And upright are your judgments. 138. You have commanded your testimonies in righteousness and exceeding faithfulness. Note that you have commanded your testimonies in what? In righteousness and exceeding faithfulness. That is, when you tell us do this, it's for our own good. When you say don't, it's for our own good. That's what he was saying. He said, my zeal has consumed me because my adversaries have forgotten your words. 140. Your word is very pure. 
Therefore, your servant loves it. That is, I'm wondering why people are not coming after this thing. That's what David was saying. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness and everlasting righteousness. And your law is true. That's it. Your righteousness is everlasting. And your law is truth. That's the thing we should operate by. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. 144. Testimonies are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. Please sit down. We need to stop here. We can't read further. We have spoken quite a lot. Now, that 143, I need to just pass a comment on it. There's just one thing I want to emphasize today. And and I just want to pick on it from that 143. It said, trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. Now, why am I bringing this? I want to just, what I did today was that I took time. I went from the beginning of that um, Psalm 119. I read through it from the beginning to the end. To pick, and I feel that's what the Spirit wants us to just take away from here today. To pick how we are supposed to respond to trials, to enmity, like I said here, to troubles, to anguish when they come upon us. I went through Psalm 119, beginning to the end. And I'm going to just rush through and read all of them for you. To see what David said about how to react when there's trouble. I will give you the verses, then I'll read it. And I say some things about it, then we close, just watching the time. Now, we have seen that this old thing is about loving the word of God and being concerned that our lives are, you know, conformed to the precepts of God, to his righteousness. Now, I'm just going to take them one by one. First occurrence that I picked out, I picked it in a hurry, so I may leave one or two, I may have omitted one or two, but the ones I've picked, let's look at it together. In verse 23, don't bother opening to because we take time. In verse 23, David said this. He said, even though princes sit and talk against me, your servant meditates on your statutes. Note that. People are conspiring against me. What am I doing? I'm meditating on your statutes. In verse 61, he goes back to it. The cords of the wicked have encircled me, but I have not forgotten your law. That is, when trouble encircles me, I am checking to be sure I have not departed from your instructions. Just follow that. In verse 87, he says, They almost destroyed me on the earth. In fact, let me go back to 86. All your commandments are faithful. They have persecuted me with a lie. Lord, help me. He said, help me. Now listen to this, 87. This persecution ended with one thing. They almost destroyed me on earth. But as for me, I did not forsake your precepts. Every power fighting my destiny, they did not tell you to die by fire. The church was persecuted in the book of Acts. They beat Peter and Co. They went to their own company. They said, Lord, behold, they are threatening. So now what are you going to do? Make sure we do not forsake the instruction that the Lord Jesus gave us when he was living. Are you getting my point? 
Make sure we don't. Please help us by giving us boldness so that this threat will not scare us. They did not say, God, kill the Pharisees. David said here, they almost destroyed me on the earth, but what was my focus? Please make sure I do not depart from your law. They almost destroyed me on the earth, David said. As for me, I made sure I did not forsake your precepts. I did not depart from where you said I should stay. I did not start looking for another job to do because of hunger. Yes, that's what people do. When hunger almost destroys, they say, let me find something else to do. Preaching this gospel is not good. I was talking about John Gillick on Saturday. I got home later. I was reading a letter he wrote to Charles Parham. I told my wife, I said, God, this man saved God. He wrote to Parham and said, ah, after driving my body hard for 30 years, I couldn't keep going, so I needed to take a rest. He said in that process that Satan has collected all my money, that I'm flat broke now. I don't know whether I get the point. He wasn't complaining. He was just trying to explain to Parham why he can't do some things. That are you planning to do this? Ah, my brother. I felt bad. Though. I sat there again. I said, Jesus, this man was broke. Having preached aggressively for 30 years. <laughs> Yet, he was strategizing, what next do we do? So as soon as I get some money, no, we need to make some new plans to preach some more. Uh, he was telling Parham, I, 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 I heard that you said you, you want to go to Africa. He said, is it just you are hoping to go or you really want to go? You get the point? He was ready to, to, to assist. He said, look, I've gained my strength back. We need to move. He said, but right now, Kai, nothing. I don't have anything right now. So we'll keep, you know, like we'll keep praying. Not for one moment did he show any regrets. That was a millionaire before I started preaching this gospel. He said, they almost destroyed me on earth. But as for me, I did not forsake your precepts. Verse 95. The wicked wait for me to destroy me. What will I do? I shall diligently consider your testimonies. Saul is pursuing me up and down because he heard I was anointed king. But I will not stretch forth my hand to touch the Lord's anointed. That's what he's saying here. The wicked wait for me to destroy me. As a result, what am I going to do? I shall diligently consider your testimonies. I will not forsake your instructions. Uh, let me just read it for new, a New Living Translation. It said, though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind on your laws. Let's continue reading. I told that Max, the ones I cool in a hurry. I mean, I've missed one or two here and there. 110, that's 110. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not gone astray from your precepts. <laughs> Isn't the way you handle the troubles of life? 115. Depart from me, evildoers, that I may observe the commandments of my God. 134. That's verse 134. Redeem me from the oppression of man, that I may keep your precepts. That I may keep your precepts. 143. The one we read just now. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, yet your commandments are my delight. 150. Those who follow after wickedness draw near. That is, they want to attack me. If you read your legal translation, it makes it clear. He said, they are far from your law. He said, but look at me. Verse 151. 
You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. Wicked people, are, you know, they are coming to attack me. Man, I just look around, the Lord is near. How do I know that? I'm obeying his commandments. I know that his commandments are all true. 157. Many are my persecutors and my adversaries. Yet, I do not turn aside from your testimonies. I said, I'm going to read all of it. 161. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. <laughs> That's the last one. I said earlier, I may have missed one or two because I did it in a hurry. I just had to read the whole thing again. I did it in a hurry, so I may have missed one or two. But you can see the attitude that David had and is teaching us here. And that's why I call it the most important prayer. What we Christians do these days is not the prayer of God. We gather and fire arrows against all our enemies. It's not the prayer of God. We, we sit and say that all the people that say I will not prosper. This year, <laughs> the one I was watching that day. I think I still have it here. The man said, oh, everybody hanging between the heaven and the earth because of you. Fighting your destiny. Saying you will not marry. I said to them, die, 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 die. And the whole church was vibrating. They were vibrating. You know what David said? When they are saying I won't make progress, I turn around and check what God has said about progress. When they are hanging between the heaven and the earth, I take my scripture and check where I'm hanging. <laughs> are you getting my point? They are hanging between where? Heaven and the earth. Where am I hanging? In heavenly places, on God's right hand, with Christ Jesus, far above hangers. Are you getting my point? As for me, I meditate on your testimonies. I don't have to, you know people say that, the pastor said, I fly, I jump them. Does it make sense? I'm seated in heavenly places. I should not from there come down to be jamming those who are hanging between the heaven and the earth. You don't know where you are seated. That's why you are jamming them. That's, a, that's what I keep on emphasizing. Christians, oh, your life will be sweet if you just know how to just pray God's word and don't worry about other people. They are not sleeping at night because of you. David said, as for me, I will meditate on what the Lord said about sleep. And what did he say? He gives to his beloved even while they are asleep. He said, in peace I will lie down and sleep. For the Lord alone makes me dwell in safety. My God keeps awake. He neither sleeps nor slumbers. That is, I meditate on what? His precepts. So when you go to certain church, they're asking where your placenta is. The Bible says, Pastor, I'm coming. I will open my Bible and find out where my placenta is. My placenta is joined to God. That's what he said. The life is in Christ. And if I believe his life is flowing from him to me. He said, abide in the vine. Is that what he said? What is the placenta? It's not where you draw life from. It's just, so I found it. I meditate on your precepts. Because where did they bury it? He said, what does it matter? It's buried in the Bible. I can check it. My current placenta is buried with Christ. It's attached to Christ. It cannot be caught. As long as I'm facing him, it's attached to him. Who cares about one that somebody used, the old man used when he was in the mother's womb that rotted away long ago has no effect in my life today. If anyone is in Christ, a new creature, all things have passed away. Can you see what I'm saying? So when the occultists gather against me, I, I meditate on his precepts. I don't worry about them. I don't worry about them. 
You know, I don't hey God. You no, know, to be a Christian is good though. The amount of freedom that God has given, I won't sell it for anything. No, I won't walk away from it. If you preach in any preaching, any kind of preaching that takes away that liberty I have in Christ, I won't listen to you. No, I won't listen to you. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. No, I mean, we went through more than 10 verses now, or about 10 verses, and we saw what David said. He too had enemies. He said, princes gather to conspire against me. He says, for me, I meditate on your precepts. I don't talk about them. I don't worry about them. I just meditate on your precepts. Saul is looking for... This was a man who had enemies. Oh. Saul is looking for me up and down. What am I supposed to do? I just take the word and read it. The word says, don't touch the Lord's anointed. So, when we see Saul, we dodge, we run away. Let's kill him. No need. Why? He's the Lord's anointed. When God is tired of him, you remove him. I'm not the instrument of God for removing him. Leave me alone. In the office... Uh, they are conspiring. Promotion is coming. They don't want you to be promoted. Don't worry. What did I say? If you pray about it just to calm your heart, it actually, it would have been better for you if you did not know at all. So that God can work and your unbelief won't disturb him. Now that you know, what do you do? Take the scriptures and start reading. Let me tell you, such time, don't even read about what the Bible says about promotion. Even though it's good, though, go and read about the second coming of Christ. Buy a book on the trumpet shall sound. The dead in the Christ shall rise first. And those of us who are still alive, we shall be caught up with him. Be rejoicing in that. Fix your hope in heaven. That's what he said. You know, Paul Peter was writing. He told the people, fix your hope steadfastly on what Jesus will bring for you when he returns. That's what he said. Fix it steadfastly. Some of the testimonies we share, God said, look, you know, those are tests. I'm like, ah, hmm. they are conspiring. I know my God is on my side. They will not succeed in the name of Jesus. Now, fear. Honestly, some of this talk is fear. If you are really confident, you won't even tell, any, you won't even tell anybody about it. They are conspiring. Eh? They don't get work now. Consp- conspiracies for conspirators. That's it. They are conspiring in the office. They are conspirators. Let them conspire. As for me, I just discovered today, I was reading, you know, Psalm 1, the Bible says, Blessed is a man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You know, talking about, you don't you know, but sit, not sit in the seat. Of, you are talking about it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the Lord, he says, day and night, oh, Father, oh, my brother, come, 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 see. He said, he will be like it. He said, ah, I said, they're having a meeting now to plot against you. He said, I'm coming, we'll talk about that one. Check this one. He said, kiss the son, lest he be angry. Oh, this is this one. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, I'm excited, I'm excited. Look at what he said. So your head is not correct. Once they say that, you know you have made it in life. Once they declare to you that your head is not correct, just know that your destiny has been finally released. I was just thinking about it today. I was just thinking, I said, Lord, what will people live away and leave this place with? That thing dropped in my mind. So I went from the beginning of that Psalm 1 and I read all the verses. I found that David said, This is how I react to troubles. This is how I react to challenges. This is how I react to when people literally are conspiring against me. Don't worry about them. What do I do? I meditate on his word, I consider his testimonies, I meditate on his precepts. I focus on his law. That's all I do. Let's rise to our feet. Let's rise to our feet. Let's do that and close. That's the job of the believer. That's our work. That is our work. That is our work. That's our work. So our school of prayer. What we are doing that we're learning how to pray. See, our prayer points are changing. 
So next time you go somewhere, they say that you will pray that the year that King Guziah died, I saw the Lord. This year, all the King Guziahs in Nigeria fall, fall down and scatter. Die, die. Once it starts like that, just bring your Bible. Go to Matthew chapter 6. <laughs> and start this sermon on the mount. Verse from chapter 5. Start this sermon on the mount. Say, King Guziah, say, I'm coming. Be reading someone on the mount. Just be meditating on someone on the mount. Say, oh, the Lord said that don't take any thought for tomorrow. Sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. You hear people around say, you say, nah, die. Say, what you have? Who died? <laughs> say, now, King Guziah, say, they don't bury him. <laughs> it doesn't concern you. You are focused on what Jesus said. No, believe me, you know, you know the truth, eh? Christians, we have to learn to focus on what is important. When you want to buy a book, don't buy prayer books on how to fight enemies. Buy prayer books on what God has said about your life. Buy buy, buy books that, you know, if you've been coming here for some time, watch the way we pray. I've sat down and analyzed it. Maybe I'm I'm at the back. Pastor Kevin is is, is praying. You know, the prayer is almost, if you check, it's almost monotonous, in quote. In quote. Because it's always around the same thing. Thank God for your life. Thank God for his word. Thank God for this. Let's lift up the word of God. Lift up the word. We don't have time for her today. Come on to church. You know, they bring Koboko to church. You see that one before? Koboko night. We don't have that. No, really. And it's because we are praying with God's word. No, really. That's why we rest on one night. David kept on going about the same thing. Again and again. That's why I'm not ashamed of that gospel though. We will pray the same prayer again and again. Let's begin to give thanks. Say, Lord, thank you for what you have made me in Christ Jesus. If somebody has given you news about conspiracy in your office, it's a good time for you to hear it. Because I have brought the word of God for you this evening. And the Lord said, forget them. You meditate on the word. The Lord said, forget them. You meditate on the precepts. The Lord said, forget them. There's conspiracy of the economy. You know that. The Lord said, no, you meditate on righteousness. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. They will tell you your in-laws are conspiring against you. The Lord said, meditate on how to love your wife. That's it. Meditate on how to love your husband. (laughs) Don't respond to those conspiracies. No, don't. They don't want you promoted in this office. God said, don't even talk talk about it. Don't even talk about it. You just be giving thanks that I'm working in your life. Just be declaring the word of God there. Say, all things work together for my good. That's meditating on God's word. Because I love the Lord. David said, Lord, show honor, show grace to me. Be merciful as you do as a habit to those who love your name. Say, Lord, I love your name. I love your name. I trust in your mercy. I trust in your love. I trust in everything that you are bringing. I look forward steadfastly for that hope that Jesus is bringing for me. Let them be conspiring. That's their problem. As a matter of fact, no, give God thanks for who he is. Go and listen to our series, Seven Names of God. He is a lifter of men, not the office. Your boss is not the one lifting you in your own office. It's not your, it's not your boss. It's God. It's God. Say, Lord, I give you thanks. I worship you this evening. You are the lifter of people. You are the one that pulls down one and brings up another. That's what you should meditate upon. When you hear this conspiracy, I feel like some people need to hear this. I feel like some people need to hear this. Somebody's been troubling you. Yeah. You need to go and see somebody. You have to go and see your guy so that they will know that what they are saying against you is not true. Don't go. I command you, do not go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. The Lord is your vindicator. He will vindicate you. He will take charge of that which concerns you. 
The Bible says that he perfects all things that concerns me. Just meditate on that word. Say, Lord, I thank you. You are are perfecting everything that concerns me. Princes persecute me without a cause. But my heart stands in awe of your words. My heart stands in awe of your words. That's what David said. David, I like the way New Living Translation says it. He said, my heart trembles only at your word. Only at your word. I'm only concerned. Okay, princes are angry with me. Rulers. You know, governors, senators, presidents. They're angry with me. <laughs> but I'm checking only. Is God angry with me? If he's not angry with me, 162, he say, I rejoice in your word. Like one who discovers a great treasure. I start rejoicing because of what I have found in the scriptures. Give thanks this evening. Say, Lord, I thank you. You are the ruler amongst men. You are the governor among the nations. Give him thanks. Say, Lord, you are the governor among the nations. My boss is not God. Nobody can conspire against me if the Lord is not against me. Let's meditate on those precepts. Give God thanks this evening for what he has done for you in Christ Jesus. Thank him. Say, Lord, I know you have forgiven me. Give God thanks. Say, Lord, I know you have forgiven me. In myself, I'm not, I'm not perfect. But your mercy is working in my life. I'm receiving what, God, what Jesus sowed for me. Other men labored. Jesus was saying, we can apply it to him. He labored. I'm walking into his harvest. Say, Jesus, I thank you. The success of my ministry is you. The success of my calling is you. The success of my business, promotion in my life is you. It's nobody else. So I'm not afraid of people. I'm not, you know, you see Christians all the time. Uh, Islam, Islam, Islam. Oh, Islam is planning this. They are planning Sukuk bond. They are planning Islamic bond. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Pray for the church in Nigeria. Say, Lord, help us to focus on what is true. Like one man said, this Islamic agenda thing is a distraction. The church is not focused on what is true. Yeah. Say, Lord, help us. Pray that prayer. Say, Lord, help. You can use my words, though. If you don't know how words to use, you can use the words. You can pray in the spirit. You can use your own words. But pray. Say, Lord, have mercy upon the church in Nigeria so that we may focus on your word. There's one that David said we didn't get to, to it. It's at the end of that portion. He was saying that I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. That's 176. He said, I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Say, Lord, come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commands. Let's pray for the church in Nigeria. Say, Lord, come and find us. Pray that prayer. That's, Psalm, that's verse 176. Say, Lord, seek your servant. Bring us back so we can focus on what is important. So we want to focus on righteousness. We want to focus on holiness. We want to focus on the truth. We want to focus on Christ Jesus. We want to focus on what you have done for us by the sacrifice of Jesus. We have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek us, Lord, your servant. Bring us back to following your commandments. Let us not forget what is important. Very important prayer. Let's pray that prayer. Pray for the church of God. And pray for yourself again. Say, Lord, incline my heart to your testimony. Not to conspiracy. This is the word of the Lord. Don't call a conspiracy what they call a conspiracy. Don't fear their fear. Declare, they say, Lord, I will not call a conspiracy what they call a conspiracy. 
Those things are physically real, but for you, you refuse to call it a conspiracy. He said, neither fear you their fears. He said, let the Lord alone be your fear and your dread. That is, fear him. Fear him. Make sure you don't disobey him. Make sure you don't disagree with him. Declare, say, Lord, only you are my fear. Yes, you are the only one I fear. You are the only one I fear. I don't want to be wrong as far as you are concerned. Let everybody say I'm wrong. Let them call me names. But Lord, I don't want to be wrong in your presence. Lead me in the path of righteousness. Pray like David again. Give me understanding in your precepts. Give me understanding in your testimonies. I long for your salvation, Lord. Your law is my delight. Give me an understanding according to your word. Important prayer. These are very important prayers. These are very important prayers. He said, your, the, test, the righteousness of your testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. Praise the Lord, give me understanding. Like I said, if, God has, if you have to ask God for something, that's what you ask for. He said, in the place where I am in life right now, teach me. I'm having problems with my husband. Lord, teach me. Teach me. I'm not, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to say, his mother has never liked me. Which is the story we like to tell. <laughs> his mother has never liked me. His mother has never liked me. Your friends be conspiring. They want him to marry another wife. He forget those conspiracy theories. Say, Lord, teach me how to be a good wife. Teach me how to be a good mother. Teach me how to be a child of God indeed in the home. I want to meditate on your precepts. Say, Lord, from today, I will not worry about my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, any in-law. Some Christians are so concerned about it. It's my in-laws that's in trouble. I have the word of God for you today. It's not them. You meditate on the precepts. You meditate on the precepts. Say, Lord, give me understanding. Pray, say, Lord, give me understanding. Say, Lord, give me understanding. One more prayer. Say, Lord, give me the bread for this season. Yeah, what does that mean? There's a word with which you do warfare. You go to work, there's one word God has for you for today. You go, you are running a ministry, there's one word God has for you for today. You are in politics, there's one word God has for you for today. You are a mother, there's one word for raising your children in this season. When your child was a baby, when they were babies, there was a word. They are leaving the home now without you. They are going to school, mingling with other children from different homes. You need a new word to hold them. This is, I taught my children a new one. When you ask my children, I say, well, how are you? They say, I am taught of the Lord. Great is my peace. That's a word. That's a word. You need the word. Say, Lord, give me the word for this season. Children can go out and they get misled. There is a word with which you raise them. Say, Lord, for this season of my life, give me the word. Say, Lord, I ask you for the word. My business is having problems. Give me the word. Give me the word. Give me the word. I don't want to walk blindly. Give me the word. Give me the precepts, Lord, to follow. Everybody declare, say, in the name of Jesus, I'm an overcomer. Because I am in Christ. I am seated in heavenly places. Now, why we need to say that, all right, is so that we know that it's not as if we are saying that these other things don't exist. We are just saying we are high. We are in Christ. Are you getting my point? And that's why we pray the way we pray. Or our prayer so that we can be established in the place that God has called us to. Declare it again. Say, I'm an overcomer. I'm a winner. I am not a loser. Christ is in me. 
I have been redeemed. My sins are forgiven. I'm washed. And I'm constantly being washed. It's important. Say, I'm washed. My sins are washed away. Every handwriting against me has been washed away. I like to say this. Say, ancestral curses have been washed away. Familiar spirits have been cleansed out of my life. Familiar troubles have been cleansed out of my life. Say, I am free in Christ. Say, I will walk in that liberty. By following the precepts of God, I walk in my liberty. Give God thanks for that again. Your own way. Just give God thanks. Say, Lord, I thank you because I am free. Say, Lord, I thank you because I am free. Say, Lord, I thank you because I am free. Let's just give the Lord thanks. Let's give the Lord thanks. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me what is important. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for teaching me what is important. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, we give you thanks for today. In Jesus' name. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you are blessed, they give me an amen. amen. The word for today, please, don't worry about conspiracy. He said, don't call what people call a conspiracy. You don't call it a conspiracy. When you see conspiracy, what do you do? What you perceive the conspiracy, what do you do? You meditate on its precepts. I feel like praying for somebody. Victory has come your way. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Believe me, nobody can hold you down. You're a child of God, though. Hi. Oboni people, if they have spiritual eyes, they want to be like you. It's blindness. That's why they are sitting Oboni. Nobody can keep you down. Your neighbor is not the reason why. Oh, I feel like talking to somebody. Some of you, I know I'm not, I know I'm not talking to you. You're not the reason why I'm thinking like this. But there are some people thinking like this. They came there today. Your neighbor is not why your child is sick. Your child is sick because your child is sick. It's because bacteria. Now, virus is not your neighbor. Hmm? Medically speaking, if I go and give your child vaccination, if you give vaccination, your neighbor won't worry you again. You're picking cops. Ever since they went to watch television in that woman's house. <laughs> Let's go home. In Jesus' name, it is well with you. Amen. In Jesus' name, it is well with you. Amen. No evil will befall you. Amen. No play will come near your dwelling place. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Freedom in Christ is your portion. Amen. You are an overcomer. Amen. You are above alone. You are not beneath. Amen. When you travel, listen to this. Some of you will travel this week. Safety is your portion. Amen. No evil will befall you. Amen. You will go safely. You will return safely. Amen. When you fly, the plane will land gently because of you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you are on an overloaded boat, it will float properly because of you. Amen. Listen, God will protect you and keep you from all evil. Amen. I have only one word for you. Be confident. Don't be af- afraid. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because God is on your side. Because God is Tell somebody, say, don't be afraid. The Lord is on your side. Grab another person. Say, please don't be afraid. Say, there's no need. no need. The Lord is on your side. You know why Satan tries to scare people? That's the number one way to make them sink. When Peter sank, Jesus didn't say, Ah, ah, Peter, you don't gain weight. Oh. He didn't say so. <laughs> Did he say so? He didn't say, Ah, Peter, I understand. This, this, this storm is too much. He didn't say, Peter, now you understand that you're not a fish. What were you doing on the water? <laughs> he didn't say that. 
there's only one thing he said. Why did you doubt? Are you getting my point? It's like if somebody's driving in the night and says, why did you overspeed? You know that kind of thing. You didn't say, why did they put that rock there? No. You say, why did you overspeed? In the same manner, Peter didn't sin because the economy of the country was bad. Are you getting my point? Peter sank simply because of what? Doubt. Jesus said, why did you doubt? Please tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. afraid. Say, that fear is a problem. problem. Say, forsake fear. fear. Walk in faith in the name of Jesus. Jesus. All right, the Lord is good. Let's share the grace in fellowship. One, two, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wait, wait, please, please. I just realized that that's what we have been saying. So let's do it with more power. Amen? Amen. Hold two, you know, hold two people now. now Charge the air. Amen? Amen? Now I want to let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. Now bless somebody on your left or your right. Don't leave the hands. Don't turn your head. Turn your head to somebody else. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Now say something about yourself. This is my season of multiplication and dominion. All right, cheer up, brethren. God bless you.